Grand Rising listeners, this is Sister Belle Mars keeping it real for the struggle, fighting against the white man every day. I even drink black water, use black toilet paper. Pooping is racist. A brown thing coming out your body in a white porcelain toilet, racist. That's the white man trying to take your soul, my sister. That's right. Okay. I'm just no, I'm no, just, no 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 Stewie is Sister Sabaz Nefertiti Talcumet Isis <laughs> Nefertari a descendant of Ramses the second oh I was just gonna let y'all keep riffing but <laughs> yes but yes we are from Egypt African royalty we shouldn't be mixing with African peasantry that's right. No, no, my sister, we are all kings and queens. The white man wants you to think that peasants exist. No, my sister, we are all kings and queens. See, when we came to America, they brainwashed us. The word peasant comes from a simile for a bird. You know who does, don't clean their chicken and the birds? White people. Word. Let that third eye open up. <laughs> well, welcome to Confrontational Millennials, everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm Nikki Ali. Uh, I had nothing to say in that whole exchange. I just love when two sisters literally come together to give <laughs> us entertainment. <laughs> yes, sisters from another misters, but the same womb. We still share the same mother womb. Yeah, and I'm Bell Mars, and also joining us, my wonderful oldest sister Stewie. Indeed. And uh, welcome to the Juneteenth podcast, <laughs> the bonus episode. So as you all heard, our wonderful president, Joe Biden, has passed the Juneteenth holiday. And I guess we did mention it on our yesterday's podcast about how we feel about it. So I guess, how do you guys feel about it celebrating Juneteenth today? I, I feel like I really didn't get to do much celebrating. I was mostly driving. I will say though, good on the white man for doing one thing right. <laughs> you know what? I give props to the white man when the white man deserves it. I had a red velvet cupcake. I actually grilled some watermelon and some chicken. Okay. I mean, my father went to the hospital sadly, but he's getting better. So... I guess, but the Juneteenth I did celebrate was nice. I'm wearing daishiki, got mistaken for African twice. I mean, technically I'm half Nigerian according to 23andMe. That's right. 48%. 48%. You claim it, sister. You claim it. Stewie, what about you? What did you do today? I'm Black. That's a celebration. <laughs> that is true. That is um, true. Amen. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna go through a little bit of history today of Juneteenth and then give y'all a couple of ways to celebrate it for next year when you actually get it off as a holiday, <laughs> unlike this year. So tell us for people who don't know Stewie, our history expert, 
about Juneteenth and kind of the background and where it comes from, etc. Okay, so people always talk about the Emancipation Proclamation. That's like your starting point um, that was given uh, by President Lincoln during the Civil War. Here's the issue with the Emancipation Proclamation. So he said all slaves in rebellious states, so the, that's the Confederacy, were free. How the hell are you going to free states, uh, free slaves in states that you don't control mm. where they set up their own government? So that in and of itself was very symbolic. So fast forward, um, you know, into the Civil War for the Confederate, uh, Confederate states to go ahead and come back in. They had to go ahead, abolish slavery. They had to go ahead and do a couple other different things that Congress decided. Texas was like, hold up, wait a minute. This slavery thing, we need it another year because guess what? We have cotton crop coming in. The US government was like, okay, cool. So after that new crop came in, then they sent um, what the Union, well, US Army down to Galveston and they read the Emancipation Proclamation, which I might add really was just symbolic. It's not like they uh, brought like the 13th Amendment. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of that. Like, no, they're just like, oh, here's the Mason Proclamation. They knew it existed. You have to keep in mind that Galveston was not some podunk town that it is now where people just go for Kappa Beach Party and look at the brown doo-doo water. No, <laughs> it was your bustling city. Houston was not there. It was Galveston. Galveston rivaled New Orleans in that time. So you had people there. There were railroads, there were boats. It's not like they were just living on this island of isolation. It no. The war is over? Like, come on. Um, and then the only other thing, too, even after that uh, Juneteenth, they're like, yay, slavery's ended. Not for Union states. They still had slavery in Kentucky and Delaware for hmm. another two years. So it's like, what are we celebrating, really? <laughs> Damn. You, like, it, they talk about, okay, it ended slavery, especially in a place like Texas, right? Dang. So you end slavery just to go ahead, keep on living on your plantation, still picking cotton because they invented that crap called sharecropping. So how much freedom was it? Really? You had the same lifestyle. It's kind of funny too. I think there might be a divide um, once we talk about like celebration between people who didn't leave the areas where there were plantations. So you're talking about your rural areas and stuff like that. You don't really much celebration or anything like that because it's like their life still sucked it's like you still pick cotton you still basically lived in the same area of the plantation it's not like the plantation owners had to go ahead and give back their land and property matter of fact they got compensated by the u.s government and none of the slaves ain't that a bitch that's right (laughs) where's our reparations that's what i'm saying can we get some reparations instead of holiday Right. Yeah. Like pay me out a cool several thousand at least. Like, and then we can talk. Yes. I mean, there's several generation, well, generational wealth that could have been passed down. I'm thinking we probably build like the railroads too, uh, all we that did. shit. Right. And then like, even right. like um, companies still today that used to say like Aetna, one of the biggest uh, insurance uh, companies in the U.S. also used to used to um, ins- uh, insure slaves, thinking, "Here's one, buy a slave, get one free." I'm not sure if it worked like that, but practically, 
yeah, it's like that. You got the New York Stock Exchange. You got most of your commercial banking that uh, made profits off of uh, uh, slavery. And then there's like this little fancy store. I forgot what they make. They make uh, seersucker suits. Like the Brooks Brothers? Brooks Brothers. Yeah. They, fortune came from slaves and making slave clothes. <laughs> but we can't even get a shirt. Can we have a reparations discount? Yes. I don't want to pay $300 for your punk button down. Can I get it for two? Two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> Not two hundred. Two dollars. I. What's in my pocket? Here you go. That's how much I'm gonna pay you for this shirt. <laughs> Hold on. My nephew came in. Hello. Say hello. Hi. Hello, nephew. Hello, young person. That's right. Hello, young king. Say say it properly, <laughs> Young king, descendant of Ramses the second. Well, unless you're um, unless uh, you're really Otep, then he's an abomination because he's mixing and not keeping our king dumb, pure. Oh, there you go. So mix the African royalty with European blood. Oh wait, Asian. Well, this one's Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very fast. You know the thing that's kind of halfway crazy though. <laughs> Juneteenth and Galveston and everything else like that. Like Emancipation Park, Park is pretty small. Yeah, it is. It's not like they have this big kind of celebration with Emancipation Park. Hold on, I gotta mute because I gotta move through the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, when you think about the fact that we didn't learn any of this, like in school whatsoever. I didn't yeah. know Juneteenth was a thing until I was a whole adult. Yeah, I remember learning about it when I first moved into like Texas City and my dad's like, oh, talk about Juneteenth. I'm thinking, what is Juneteenth? When the slaves were wet free. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't know that. So because I went with my dad, we used to go back and forth to Galveston a lot. I'm thinking this is Juneteenth. I'm thinking, huh, okay, I guess it's like kind of like a black. They didn't understand it. Then in middle school, I wanted a little bit more about it, but they, I wasn't told like a whole ass adult to realize, oh, the slave of freedom and Proclamation in 1862, but then they put the Union so came back in 1865. So I'm thinking they could have been free for like these three whole ass years. And then of course, as Stewie was saying, that Galveston was a big city because a lot of you guys don't know that Houston was just supposed to be a one donkey town on your way to Galveston, which was planned to be like a big city. Mm-hmm. But I think also the hurricane, the great hurricane of 1900 kind of like fucked it up. So it's kind of like a ghost town in Galveston. So we get to play in the doo-doo water <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> and the haunted Walmart on Seawall. Yeah, and the haunted hotel, which fun fact, my my boss, we we're supposed to go there for like a, a a conference at some point in September. And she's like, we should stay in the haunted hotel. I, I was dumb. I brought it up. I was all like, what y'all gonna stay in the hunt? She's like, yes, let's all do it. And I was like, no, girl. <laughs> want to stay in a haunted hotel damn it yes and also were the texas kilograms taken like the young black girl colette who has died at 15 years old so Thanks for reminding me that someone who's very close to my namesake <laughs> died in a field <laughs> not too From far galveston like the two girls died in galveston so a lot of murder there i'm surprised true crime ever 
covered Galveston, so maybe they're waiting for you to do it, Belmars. You- yeah, I'm surprised. Also, with the Juneteenth slavery shit too, I'm surprised not a lot of African slaves haunting it too. I mean, you never know. Thing that thing that is amazing, like even when you mentioned the uh, Galveston thing, like Galveston was still a popping place all the way up until the 1900s with the hurricane. Right. And it's like, you look at their descendants, like outside of Houston, it's like, yay, you got freedom. What do you have to show for it? You move from plantation to projects. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, generation of wealth. Could have trickled down. Could got money, like in that Chappelle sketch where they give every Black person reparations and then FUBU stock went through the roof. Hell yeah. Well, th- then the other thing is too, like it's not just People always want to set reparation as just money. It's not just money and wealth that was stolen from Black people in America. Mm-hmm. It was opportunity. We literally right. didn't go to school. We were locked out of occupations. And the crazy thing is, you know, when they talk about skills and everything else like that, oh, we need to have more Black kids going to vocational school, everything else like that. We used to do all the vocational stuff. Why? Because the white people didn't do it. And then guess what happened? Oh, we can make money from it? Nope. Got to get the Black people out. Let's get the Klan. Let's get some mafia. Let's, we got to get rid of the Black people. So you have like a switch even with the labor force. You look at some trades like uh, plumbing or carpentry. You mm-hmm. don't typically think of a Black person being like a carpenter. Think of probably some white dude named Chuck <laughs> who drives a F-250. Um, Ass crack. Yeah, you don't you don't think of any of that. So it's it's amazing how I, I think that kind of ties into like one of our next scenes once we get to clit- uh, critical race theory is like we have racial amnesia mm-hmm. in America. And as you mentioned, like with like you know everything kind of switched because I remember like in North Carolina, I believe like this black family because you know back in those days, I want to say eighteen hundreds, black people were the first one to kind of have like beachfront property, and then white people thinking, nope, we want your land. (laughs) So then now that land's worth like two point seven million dollars. So then the family descendants of that family that used to have that they get it as well. And I also remember another story about how they build like the highways. Mm-hmm. And this one woman, uh, her father ran this record store with Aretha Franklin's records. It was popping business, but then they rebuilt the highways right over that record store, and then it lost all the business. Yeah, yeah. Eminent domain really didn't have to do too much with white people, because that's like basically the legal doctrine that the government, where it's state, most of the time it's federal, can take your land, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, um, they're yeah. supposed to give you some type of compensation, but you know how that works with white people. Okay. <laughs> Here's some pennies. It's bad. What land? Get out. Right. <laughs> like, mm. but see, oh. that's the thing. Like, even when we talk about reparations, it's like we all know smart people in our family, um, our previous generations. But it's like, yeah, our grandparents couldn't go ahead and do certain occupations because they were literally locked out. It's not that they didn't want to. It's not that they didn't have the intelligence. They were literally like, fuck you, segregation now, segregation forever. You ain't getting shit but a coloring book with no cramps. Yeah, because I think about with their grandfather, who was a very smart man, graduated. Well, he picked cotton, white skin privilege, missed his ass. LOL. 
well you know that's another segue like skin privilege doesn't really exist in america it's pretty much if you're black we don't care how light you are you're a nigger true right we're as with our grandfather r.i.p grandpa uh who graduated the top of his class uh valedictorian went to college guy i think got maybe did he get a master's i know he got an honorary phd no he only got a bachelor's yes but he went to officer school training too with the military so yeah very accomplished but i guess didn't trickle down with uh with his kids sadly but you have to also think about like what blackness means in america you can't fail think about the people that you guys like went to school with if you mess up your life and decide to do something like drugs right right you're pretty much going to end up in jail right if you're white you get uh you get a company to get on your feet because that's what you need Mm-hmm. so it's like it's just the opportunities like you can't really make mistakes like some of our white counterparts mainly because we don't have um the social capital mm-hmm. that white america has and that's another thing they don't want to go ahead and admit it's not just there's no such thing as a meritocracy that the best person survives no it's about social capital who you know mm-hmm. yeah. and automatic for things to be equal we have to have something like you can't pass on that privilege to your kid that means they don't automatically get to go ahead and get started at go that means they don't automatically get alumni preferences you can't go ahead and pay your way for act like uh -uh. Mm -hmm. i don't think they could handle that it's like they're okay with their kids failing just as long as they don't go ahead and be on the rung of being black and the sad thing is like even when you're looking at immigration power of patterns that are happening in America where you have the influx of immigrants is still black people at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Even like within blackness in and of itself, you know, you have some Nigerians calling black people a kata, uh, some first generation parents that come to the estates are like, okay, you can do anything. Just don't be like those black people. And yeah. it, it, the, even with Juneteenth, you, that's, that's another requirement. We need to start asking people, are you Juneteenth black? <laughs> how would you Don't define you black. juneteenth black are you juneteenth black do you have ancestors that were in america around juneteenth like <laughs> 1800s don't tell me that oh yeah juneteenth is stupid and then you ask your lineage and you're like oh yeah my family came here in 1990 nah you can't talk you're not a part of this conversation like <laughs> your way out of it <laughs> just like you, you're a black ally, but you're not like African American. Like you're not. That term was not created for you. It's okay. You're still black. You you still get shitted on, just not as much as us. Because right. like we yeah. have black equity. You should be telling us thank you because you were able to come here. It was yes. us. It that reminds me of a conversation I had with my father a long time ago. Even when he brings it up, because he said in a Jet magazine article, a lot of like African Americans complain like all these black immigrants from like Africa and the Caribbean are taking all these jobs. And my dad just mentioned like, well, because we Caribbean people uh, have a harder work ethic. Mm. Yeah, no, like we, like, like they have. Um, it's so much with being black in America that I don't think they understand. Like when you're coming, first of all, you have the income to go ahead and come to the United States. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when they're uh, 
when the United States does have their immigration policy, especially for black and brown nations, refugee status is a little bit different. But when you're like selected in that lottery, they get the best and brightest. So you're like Nigerian upper class or Caribbean upper class basically competing with the underclass because that's how blackness is in America. It's like mm-hmm. black default, no, underclass. And it's it's being black in America. Yes, there's some things that I think like we as black people probably have to go ahead and start taking ownership on like we do right because i mean, granted you know yes there's systems of oppression we know little like me being an educator you know a lot of times i deal with kids that have a lot of trauma but at the end of the day it's like you know we still have to operate in this system you can't use it as an excuse for your child to act the damn fool because what's going to happen is jail or death right yeah i mean there, there there's a reason like our parents essentially was like you can't come home with the c like i know like everybody's uh y'all's y'all's daddy y'all's mama i know my parents were like you come <laughs> home with the c i'm beating your ass okay like because yeah. to you them be twice as good to be half as good as them exactly. as papa pope said <laughs> Mad mediocrity is basically failing. I mean, people like to talk about how like Asian families are like a B is essentially an F. Nah, son. Like <laughs> it's not just y'all. Exactly. And then not only that, we got to think about too, like how does money and wealth flow in Black America? It does not flow the same as like everybody else, where it's like you have all these in vivo life transfers, like you're getting cars, you're getting houses. Like you look at housing experts, they're like, yeah, just get borrow $20,000 from your parents to get your house. Or you hear the people that like get their loans paid for, and they're like getting all this starter cash and starter homes are like 350,000. Mm-hmm. That's not how money works. How many times do we, we all have bl- black people, not necessarily white people, not necessarily Asian. Sometimes it might happen with Latinos, but black people, we all have that one family member that we're expected to go ahead and help pay for a goddamn funeral because they didn't have their shit together. <laughs> it's too close to home. Yes, I'm thinking you need to help out your family since you made it. Since you're, I'm thinking I'm not that all that bawling with my role as a safety operational specialist, but I'm thinking help your family out since you made it. We supported you. We should pay back. Making right. it middle class. They think that we are really. You went to college. That's another thing. You went to college, like. We and like- I'm still paying off all those loans, child. I can't give you money. I barely can pay my money. Shit. <laughs> like, think about it. We all got that one cousin that's always asking for a handout. Well, you're like, God damn. You never tell them. I never tell them how much. Oh, what kind of job you have? Uh, None of your business. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they think we make it because we got health insurance, real health insurance, and not Medicaid. <laughs> do my job that I go to because I even know I guess some my Latino friend Latino friends especially were this like okay they went to college but they had to help their parents out or pay for rent so like you said the wealth instead of falling down it flows up to you know help out family or help out friend well family members cousins extended family like oh your brother's in jail go bail him out <laughs> You know, that's like a mortal sin. Could you ever hear your grandma's lights are getting turned off and you're like, she missed a personal security check. She ain't going to have no lights. Could you imagine saying that to your family? You'll be kicked out. Listen, disowned immediately. Oh, (laughs) so you don't want to be. 
<laughs> oh, you too bougie since you made it. You don't know nobody now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just, yeah, yeah. It, Juneteenth is very like, it's like we, we really, like right now, we have wealth cap- calcification. We have social capital basically locking things down. So it's like, this is great. It's symbolic, whoop-de-woo-woo, but what about these reparations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Malcolm X did mention saying something along the lines that the white man would strive for like symbolic victories instead of like economic ones. So I guess kind of example of the symbolic ones, same thing like I remember in Texas, I remember mentioning yesterday where they will mention not using the term master bedroom when describing bedrooms versus, you know, instead of like overcharging black buyers of houses or undervaluing their houses, that would be nice. But yeah, let's not call it master bedroom when we buy houses. See, I've always took the lens of like, I understand using people first language and, you know, trying to be politically correct, but mm-hmm. they're trying to go ahead and kind of give slavery um, a, a makeover. Yes. Because even like when they say, oh, enslaved, no, they weren't enslaved. Enslaved make it seem like slavery gave them some sense of humanity. They weren't treated like humans. They were treated as properly. They were called slaves. So I'm going to go ahead and call them slaves. I'm not going to go ahead and say um, enslaved people, mainly because it's like, okay, yes, you're talking about enslaved people, but that's also giving you that kind of subconscious, I guess, indication that they were still treated like people. Like, no, slavery was brutal. I don't think any, like, body wanted to be a damn slave because it's like okay not only do you have to work for free you get mutilated you get raped you get beat you get starved you you're in a little shit one bedroom cabin with like six other people like that is crazy all your work goes for nothing people act a fool when their paycheck gets messed up and delayed a week could you imagine getting paid for nothing like thank you for my house let's go inside Kids get taken away, husband gets taken away. I'm like, that is some brutal crap. The psychological wounds alone are just kind of like it like kills you to think about it. Like I can't think about it too long because I get like emotional. Yes, and it just passed down to generation to generation to generation, and then it gets really hard to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. But I Especially think like I'm so impressed. Go ahead. It's like, especially because the system's still in place. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we go ahead and break the cycle if like basically everything that we have in America is built for the Black people to eat all the failure? Like you can't mess up and be Black. Mm-hmm. There's an industry built like on you fucking up and getting sent to jail. Like name another race like that. School to prison pipeline. I'm pretty sure they're not talking about suburbia. Something tells me they're not talking about the prison pipeline in Santa Fe. No. Yeah. I mean, so I think that brings up a good point. Like earlier, we were, we kind of brought up critical race theory, but we haven't really talked about it. So there are more states, obviously, you've obviously heard that there are more states that are like basically banning critical race theory from the the classroom. School curriculum. Mm-hmm. I think Illinois is the latest to kind of come up basically and talk about banning it from like middle America is like, yes, we're here for it. So uh, I guess like a, a good segue question in this conversation would kind of be, um, 
I think I, you brought up a good point earlier about like, oh, people are kind of trying to like, like we're trying to get over that generational trauma. But I think that doesn't happen if all of this is happening at the same time. Like, I think people are trying to get over it by basically rewriting history, I guess, yeah. is kind of the ways that we see it. So, I mean, is there like, is there a way to come? Is there a way to combat that? Like essentially as, a, as people who are, are not in like government, who are not like, you know, who don't have that sort of pull, I guess is the best way. But I think a lot of it comes down to holding people accountable. Like, first of all, my thug people, my people that like to shoot up neighborhoods and shit, how y'all got Professor Xavier still rolling around Austin. You mean to tell me y'all like to shoot up neighborhoods, but you just, I don't know, can't push him out the chair. Just push. <laughs> Take, you like, to, if you like to go to jail anyways and commit crimes, just do a solid. Just push him, push him out the chair. He can't feel his legs anyways. Like do a solid. People yes. that wear masks and you want to spread COVID still, call for him, do a solid. You yeah, like be lick Ted Cruz's face. Just uh, you probably no mask. But yeah, I, I think I think a lot of it comes down to like, first of all, I think we need to like black people, we need to have honest conversations about who we have in the room mm-hmm. um, and who we have for representation, especially black Americans. Because when you think of some of your black politicians, we talk about Kamala Harris, we talk about Barack Obama. They're, they're, they don't have the same lineage of a, as us. Do they have the same loyalty and that blood equity to bring up slavery in America? They're not descendants of slaves in America. It may not be that important to them because it's like their parents are recent arrivals. They're not tied to it as much. They don't have that emotional attachment. They don't have that blood equity. And I keep on saying blood equity because unlike other people, our ancestors literally paid the price for our citizenship, even though we're like third-class citizens with blood. They got their ass beat. Some of them got killed. Like it was blood. So it's like, first we got to go ahead and think about who we have in that room and holding them accountable. So like when we go ahead and elect government, hold on, when we go ahead and elect our government officials, we need to think about how can we go ahead and mechanize our power to make sure that we're holding them accountable. Because if we elected you to office to have this slate or this agenda, you need to be held accountable. So when you act the fool, we can go ahead and recall you. When you act the fool, we're in your offices. We're uh, spamming your email. We're calling, like we're calling. We're physically there. So all this stuff that happens when they go ahead and get elected, we need to make sure that we're putting that same effort to go ahead and hold them accountable. Then not trying to be mean. We can't keep on having this whole entire thing of, oh, we're going to go ahead and select the less of two evils. No, we don't. If one, if one thing, Black Americans, we have been in this country for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. take a signal for crazy white people tea party people we need to do something like that you want to act the fool we need to go ahead and be like you know what get the politician scared call flex your muscle i bet you they would go ahead and change white people do it all the time right so i i think it's that and then like also making the investments um into future leadership because i know you guys mentioned malcolm x um there's a, a gap and that's like another conversation that probably needs to help happen with Black America. Like we have the civil rights generation. They don't want to cede power. It's like they got corporate payoffs and they like their positions. They like being senators. They like being a part of uh, Fortune 500 companies. But 
at the end of the day, we can't go ahead and have our next generation of leaders when you're 85 and still still at the forefront. Have a seat. Because you forget Martin Luther King was shot when he was 31. Right. He was and before Martin Luther King, there were always people trying to push for civil rights. They also had civil rights uh, movements during the Harlem Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Did you still have those people still looting, leading movements? No, they ceded their position and was like, you know what? We're gonna get some young new blood in here. We're gonna go ahead, take a seat back and we're gonna have somebody else lead. Martin Luther King's dad was very active in the civil rights like community in Atlanta and trying to make sure that you know citizens tried to go ahead and exercise some of their rights or gain some of their rights so it's those are some of the conversations that we need to have mm -hmm. like I know um in general there is that big thing of you know having older politicians in office but we can't afford to do the same things that majority of America does because just like we have an older one of the older presidents with Biden I know for the fact the Democratic Party has young people in the wings waiting to go ahead and take for, uh, over. So the Black people, we have to go ahead and kind of do that too. And then not only that, we probably also need to think about who we put in positions to speak for us. Mm -hmm. Like, why the hell do we always have Al Sharpton? What is his expertise? Jesse Jackson too. He's not the king of Black people. But Dr. King had a PhD. This man has nothing. So it's like, why do we have him in the room? Why do we have Benjamin Crump, a civil rights lawyer, always speak, not even a civil rights lawyer, but he's a civil attorney, mm -hmm. talking on criminal matters. All you're gonna do is just, you're basically the same type of lawyer that ch like chases ambulances. Mm -hmm. We don't need you in the room. Like when it's time for us to go ahead and sue and get that monetary amount, that's when we need you. But all this other stuff, we don't need you in the room for that. Why do we have athletes, LeBron? Like, no, I love LeBron, but Mofo, we're more educated than LeBron on accident than what he is on purpose. He only went to damn high school. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, but then this I, is true. I think, I think a segue question to that is like how, so then how do we get the right people in front? Like, because it's obvious why these people are in front, right? LeBron James is a basketball star. Everybody watches him. Everybody knows them. Even if you don't watch basketball, if somebody says LeBron James, you're like, oh my God, that guy on Space Jam. Yes, I love him. But so like, it's like, so then how like, do we need to do something or do they need to do something to be able to position the right people? I, I, it will probably be a combination of both I think some of it is just us kind of lobbying we're gonna have to go ahead and kind of flex muscle like it's going to take work if that's anything that we learned from the civil rights movement or any type of movement in the United States when you complain when you protest but you have a plan stuff will get done we can't go ahead and just take to the streets um because we want to. I think that's probably one of the failures of Black Lives Matter there was no clear-cut agenda like yes it got the attention of corporate America got politicians screaming black lives matter you had the senate senate and kunta kente clause and shit <laughs> been the damn capital so you mean to tell me if you can get them to do that you can go ahead and be like okay when we have this commission we need to make sure this person's there but another thing some of our old people you need to have a coming to jesus moment just look down just say you know what i'm old as shit i'm about to stay home feed my dogs let them kiss me in the mouth and call it a day like you're gonna be kissing them in the mouth though 
You know, black people don't let dogs kiss them in the mouth. You need to stop. Hey, go, go get a short set and start playing bingo or going to the casino because you know, black old black people love casinos. Oh, that is true. Uh, oh, my family, the casino, yes. they live there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to come up with some dang points. I'm like, because you ain't winning, at least get us a hotel discount. Right. This is some free drinks. Get it. I need the perks, child. Give me the setup. I mean, this is all this is all good knowledge and this is all good information. I can't really think of any more follow-up questions that won't make our listeners' head explode because they're like so much information. So okay, here's the I guess here's the the con- like one of the concluding questions then. Like what what can somebody, what are some of the things that like somebody who are like, like maybe like us who are millennials who are like, I'm broke, but like, I want to help. <laughs> I want to get woke. <laughs> I want to get woke. Well, I think, I think one of the things too, is, especially with us being millennial, millennials, like think about our peers, like even our, uh, like our circles and stuff. People don't know what they don't know. Correct. Like, some of it is just kind of, investing like we invest in ourselves uh for self-help books but just investing like just getting some type of background knowledge and spreading that I think that will go ahead and help because like think about it we have legislate first of all they're banning like critical race theory and the history classes that we had was incomplete and kind of a shit show any goddamn way oh yes preach on it we talked about that yesterday <laughs> yeah well, i mean i to still like some idiots especially the people i went to high school with i still believe that the civil war is about state rights and the stars yeah. and bars is about heritage for slaves and that's that's when you go ahead and give them articles of succession read what the hell it says it's going to be mentioned probably 80 times Yes, and the cornerstone speech of the Confederacy said supremacy over Negroes. You just think, oh, they just mean Negro as in black. Like, yeah, like that Spanish word for the color black, which is not you. Like, you're not like, but you know, just like. I'm thinking, how's that going to teach like kids? Like, you know, a group of people was enslaved and uh, we freed them. And uh, let's not talk about race. It's colorblind. Everyone is a color. I don't see race. Which is so disgusting. It's like, I see race just like I see body size. Don't tell me you don't see it. It's like so offensive. But I think like just kind of that will help. And then like even getting some of that voter, the voter stuff out. Like you saw how close Beto was to unseating Senor Cuckoo. Yes, Cancun Cruise. Can you imagine, like, it, you have to think about it. That was mainly younger people kind of, like, doing that campaign. And, I mean, eventually, I think he will get put out of office, but it's, like, stuff like that. We need to go ahead and kind of get behind those campaigns, um, even if you're doing something you're sharing it on Facebook. Put a sign up, like, something simple. That's something all millennials can go ahead and do um, just to make sure that we're getting the word out. And then, like, when people fuck up like turn on c-span c-span is fucking funny congress is crazy but like when there's those crazy moments if we can go ahead and make the little children go viral for like cussing on tiktok we can't make somebody go viral for the crazy crap they do while in congress (laughs) we can't just share it make mitch mcconnell go viral 
You mean that aging turtle who's on death's doorstep? <laughs> yes. And Lady Lindsey Graham, as I heard rumors. I mean, I'm not going to misgender him. I need our thug life class, thug life people that love jail anyways. Do us a solid. If you yeah. want to commit murder, I'm not saying I advocate it. Sui is not saying that she advocates murder. I don't advocate murder. But I'm saying, though. You're going to do you, it anyway. If, if you're going to go ahead and commit a crime, especially where a person is impacted, can you think about the person you're impacting? Why rob the old lady? Why don't you rob the multimillionaire that sits in Congress? You'll get more. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Rob the CEO of Exxon. If you want to go hard, that's hella hard. I mean, you get hella street cred. Exactly. <laughs> Please don't arrest us. Like, we're just, it's just. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, no, no. That's I'm like, no, we are not advocating violence. We're but not. like, you don't have to go ahead and like go go to the streets and protest. I think it's knowledge. If you do have a little bit of disposable income, kind of donating a dollar, donating your time, spread the message because people don't know what they don't know. Because even when we think about slavery, it always amazes me where people are like, well, how come they just didn't run away? Bitch, <laughs> what? You just can't be like, I, I quit. Slave shit's not for me. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, and like- and everything after slavery, like the Southern strategy, like a lot of people don't even know what the Southern strategy is or redlining or why certain black people live in certain parts of the city and other people don't. Exactly. <sighs> they don't- oh yeah, just, we gotta go ahead and kind of get the, the word out and hold people accountable. Emails only take a couple seconds to go ahead and send. Like that's another thing. So we're on our phones half the time. Do it. I mean, and you you could just have like a draft email. All you should do is write it once, just erase the name and like (laughs) put a different one in there, people. Saves me so much trouble at work. Um okay. Well, since it is now a national holiday, Juneteenth, um, I was wondering if you knew anything about like the ways that people have celebrated Juneteenth throughout the years and like how we can, you know, even though this is not what we want, like it's It's here now. Um, uh, Well, I know, I think, you know, some of it is heating towards like what they're doing in Galveston. When you're thinking about Juneteenth, I think my biggest pet peeve about it is if you're going to celebrate, remember that it, it focuses on American enslaved peoples, mm-hmm. red, white, and blue. Those are the colors. That's the colors, not that look pan African, whatever that is. It's red, white, and blue. So I'm like, that is one. And two, I think, uh, like, I know in Galveston they had the parade. Um, it's kind of sad how I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier about Emancipation Park, how that kind of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you're local, going out to there, supporting some of those activities and then like even kind of taking it upon yourself to kind of know like your own family history I think that's like very key especially for like uh, black people because most of our family histories aren't written down they're very oral like we have an oral tradition so like making sure that we know those stories and can go ahead and pass on those stories I think that's another thing um and then you know have a barbecue the weather is nice or depending on where you are yeah it's hot as hell in texas like 90 100 yeah 102 and the thing is even when they talk about the menu most of the american food that we have like 
slaves came up with macaroni and cheese spice <laughs> and everything <laughs> and meat even barbecuing itself like so you can pretty much pick a food any food that we think of as american and i bet you it has a side of black people so it's like yeah enjoy it have fun like that's the way to go and if a white person tries to talk at your event just bark like in baku from uh <laughs> i also heard that juneteenth also is celebrated with traditionally red food like strawberry soda red velvet cake and watermelon okay see and that's the only thing that i'm like okay why read and to me that sounds like a bunch of diabetes mm-hmm. <laughs> see, see that's that old type shit where you like the white man's trying to set us up to go ahead and have diabetes so that way we can't protest or march because our legs are cut off it's a white man. Oh my god, lol. And they don't even go together. Who the hell wants strawberry soda and watermelon and cake? Somebody, a child. Actually, I think I could think of a child who would want that. <laughs> I mean, I grilled watermelon today, so it looks I'm- very good. <laughs> yes, thank you. It, it kind of looks like a big juicy steak. Mm-hmm. Add some lime zest, well, lemon zest, and some sugar on it. Delicious. Oh, you're okay. playing with the sugars. Yep. Got my dashiki on, have like my wooden earrings on, but I took them off. All I have on today is red. I really did not celebrate like I wanted to. But then I think at the same time, like because like people don't really know like the history like especially again like I didn't know this until like I was an adult because my family didn't tell me anything about this and then I was like happy Juneteenth and they're like oh yeah and I was just all like y'all forgot they just made it a holiday damn it so like I don't I think I don't know like it's I feel like we just need to get people excited about it (laughs) is like in no shade to Gallison but like they talked about slaves in texas if you go to some of these rural communities like i, I know i was talking to well mars about like our grandfather and his like family they didn't celebrate juneteenth ain't no goddamn celebration because they were still picking fucking cotton yes they're sharecropper. Like the our great grandmother was a sharecropper and he was picking cotton it's like like or i think he said the earliest he could remember was the age of six being in that field with no damn shoes on not being allowed to go to school and picking cotton so i'm pretty sure like for a lot of places, they didn't really celebrate it because life was pretty much still fucked up. <laughs> yes. And they were still doing the work of slaves, still getting terrorized by the Klan and all this other stuff. So I think that's like another thing too. Like, yes, we want to go ahead and celebrate, but we have to have honest conversations. And that's why I'm like, we're trying to go ahead and, you know, sanctify racism by saying, oh yeah, it's a celebration. No, they didn't get to celebrate because life was still fucked. <laughs> Right. And matter of fact, even after the the Emancipation Proclamation was read, okay, yay, slavery is over. Then why did you have to have a civil rights movement? Huh? What was that about? I thought we were all citizens, not equal citizens. You need to have passed these reading tests to vote, and you need to pay to vote, and you, you your grandfather need to be free to vote. <laughs> right, exactly. Good luck, niggers. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Ooh, okay, fine. Last question um, about this topic. And then we're going to make take a quick break. And then we're going to come back with hopefully something fun. 
but um do you think other races should be allowed to celebrate juneteenth <laughs> yes you got here because of, of us you welcome okay as you're long welcome. as they as they're like thank you black people <laughs> yes we we need a thank you black people holiday like i, I remember uh when i was teaching one of the kids they're like oh yeah racism because you know we, we clean up stuff i said no we literally i think people forget even some of our OTEPs. Well, the Native Americans were here first. Yes, but it was not a country. We're talking about the United States of America, 1776. Who literally built this fucking country? Not the land. I said built the country. We did. The roads, the houses, the ports, the railroads, even the streets that had, like, we literally built it, took care of kids, did this, did that. Like, we should get a thank you. You're welcome. I mean, some people, like, especially depending on where uh, people immigrated from, immigration rules were changed uh, after the civil rights movement. So that's where we started to see the influx of immigration from, like, Central America, Africa, places like that, because immigration laws, they restricted how many people could come in. And also post-1965, because the Civil Rights Act of 1964 is the reason why we have, like, the smart Asians coming in, because they favor, like, engineers, scientists, and doctors from, like, Asia, thus starting the model minority stereotype. Because beforehand, we only, like, accepted people from European countries, and it wasn't all of Europe, because, you know, uh, Eastern Europe is the bastard child of Europe. Like, no, they can't come. But Western Europe, yeah, come on over. Like, we had unregulated immigration with that and like can we get a thank you like a thank you like we it's america's so jacked up even when you're thinking about like the statue of liberty right right about immigration it was a gift to celebrate the end of the civil war and the 15th amendment there's shackles on the statue of liberty's feet but even france is fucked up too but I mean, we don't have time to go into how all of our parent countries are fucked up. Or France, our mother, <laughs> Britain, our father, whatever. Like, we don't have... <laughs> but, yes, essentially. So, today, thank a Black person. <laughs> black American. <laughs> a black American. <laughs> thank them. Exactly. You're welcome. Welcome. We, we're, we're taking cash apps. Yep. Um, we can start off small, $18.65. That's right. Will we give you three-fifths of that amount? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, no, we're saying thank you. This, this is 2020. Maybe if it was like, you know, 18, 15, okay. We can go ahead and compromise with that. But 1865, that's the starting price. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome. Then good news, brothers and sisters. Put your cash apps on social media and request your the beginnings of your reparations. Amen. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, we're gonna quick take a quick break and then we're gonna be back to play a game where we argue about whether or not things are black or not. <laughs> we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> We're going to play the how black are you game. Dun, 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 dun. It's oh, like, fun. 
Yes, um, I pulled up some list of things that could get your black card revoked if you don't know them. So we're about to see how black we are for this Juneteenth night. I think we need to pray to Jesus. You know, black people always like to pray. We can't like yes. use for black. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> dear Lord, please help me get through this game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be black for real, Jesus. <laughs> Not get it revoked. Okay, first, um, not knowing how to play spades. Does everybody in here know how to play spades? Yes. Yes. I, Lydia taught me. We have a sibling. Don't you ever fucking play with her. Legit, I will never play with her again. I'm still fucking mad. Fucked up. I said, how many books you got? Two, this motherfucker had eight. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's me though. I don't know how to play spades. And because, listen, I'm going to say this right now. It's because Black people who are in the middle of a spades game don't know how to teach spades the right way. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. And I feel bad because it's like, oh, you don't know how to play spades? You don't know how to play spades? Get away from the table. <laughs> you are fucking trash. <laughs> Listen, and it's like my family, my family tried to teach me how to play spades one time. And the whole entire time they were yelling at me. And I'm like, I don't understand the directions. What am I supposed to do? Is this right? Like, <laughs> nobody barely taught me what a book was. I didn't, do I put this down? Like, I was like, I don't know how to play this game. I'm just gonna watch. Like y'all, y'all are too intense for my ass. I'm not a competitive girl like that. Yeah, I remember our grandma taught us how to play, and of course, our grandma plays spades all the time. So yeah, I think she did that for selfish reasons, cause she taught y'all pretty freaking young. Like, yeah, we're like eight or nine, possibly ten. Spades. No, we were living in Erie. Oh yeah, I thought she also taught us how to play in the trailer too. Yeah, you didn't even graduate from freaking elementary and this motherfucker taught us spades. See, that's that black casino shit. Like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to teach all my grandkids to play spades because she would make us play with her. Yes. It's a generational thing. Teach your kids how to play spades if you're black. With cigarette cards. Remember those cards? The black ones with the little cool people on them? They were cool yeah. cigarette cards. Oh, yeah. Like the marble cards? Yeah, yeah. They were like fancies, but it was like cigarette coffee cards. <laughs> <laughs> with the camel i forgot which one i love it oh my gosh i don't know but yeah i don't know how to play spades and i actually don't really want i'm sorry black people i don't want to play spades with y'all because y'all are too intense every black person i know that plays spades is real intense about it and i'm like i don't y'all are you scared me i don't want to play well we can we next time we go somewhere where i come in town you know we could teach you because munchie needs to learn they yes do. You yeah. are Munchie. Munchie is 12 for everyone who doesn't know. So me and a 12-year-old are going to learn how to play spades at the same time. Yay! <laughs> that way it won't be that bad because, you know, you can't be the only person not knowing how to play spades. That's, yeah, we're pretty mean about that shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Black people be kinder to one another. <laughs> it comes to learning curves about spades. No, black on black hard when it comes to spades. That's right. Um line dancing so like the electric slide sucking at the electric slide it's bad <laughs> if you're black oh but i'm part of the rhythmless nation i look damn i look bad i did like a white girl like i know the steps but no that's not for me i mean i'm more of the cha-cha slide than the electric slide 
see like my family will do like a line dance to almost everything and it'll be like but why (laughs) you could just dance normally to this song my dad when candy comes on will do a line dance and i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> by cameo if y'all don't know that song it's that's my, my candy, candy yes that's my daddy's favorite song child like and a line dance by his damn self yes and he will and he will not care but other people he's too charismatic so like other people will join but like i'm just saying oh everything a line dance to everything <laughs> <laughs> everything um do y'all remember when uh they changed i think that was was that this year when like they remixed um what's that song down down do you dance do you dance uh, oh yeah uh, the cupid shuffle yes they did yeah. like a different dance to it and everyone was like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah i said that's the only one i know i like that one i'm like that's easy to the left to the left to the left to the left the instructions are very clear (laughs) yeah talk your slides clear wobble you must know get in there yeah i'm thinking we turn to the left and we turn to the right Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like i think line dancing especially with like the wobble and electric slide you gotta like it's like instinct of when and where to turn because like so i can't do that like i know the stuff for electric slide but you know they hit that damn turn I don't want to be the only person turning the wrong way. <laughs> You're in the opposite direction. In the totally opposite direction. He's like, the fuck are y'all doing? That's when you just pretend like everybody else fucked up. You're like, we're supposed to be this way. You're doing it wrong. But I guess I'll follow along with you other hoes because I don't want to make y'all look bad. So bad. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um. Apparently not watching The Wire is a thing that could get your black card revoked i'll admit i've never watched the wire i've never seen the wire <laughs> I've, I've seen a couple of episodes i'm sorry that must have been like by somebody like our parents generation and shit i was a kid when this shit came out i didn't give a shit i just thought i was about to say i was like this show is actually like i think really old but i've always heard everyone say that it is a, the best piece of like cinematic television like people have written whole thesis papers about it and shit and i'm like that's that's cool <laughs> he's like breaking bad okay that's right um not liking living single i okay. remember watching living single when it came out in the 90s like a couple episodes once again was a kid like i'm sorry i don't have nostalgia for it like i know of it i know of much much remember it yeah, like I, I never watched Living Single, but I know I know it exists and that it's supposedly really good. I've seen like a couple episodes, like when my mom like watches this channel that will play reruns of it. And I'd be like, oh, this is nice. I And I feel like they should have had this show on instead of Friends because I don't understand why everybody likes Friends. But like- I love Friends. You love Friends? I don't- I love Friends. I don't like I was looking for Ross and Phoebe, like Ross and Rachel. I'm sorry. I like friends. I'll be there for you. Watch all the I was there when Aisha was the first black friend. I remember that. (laughs) Yay, Aisha. (laughs) Sorry. 
I choked on my water. It's because she said she liked friends. And I was just like, oh, really? Friend? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you like what you like. Um, never having seen Friday. Oh, yeah. I've seen Friday. Yeah, every black person seen Friday. Yeah, I mean, y'all used to call, well, I know Stewie and our older brother once called me Baby D because I was bigger than our other sister. So oh, you're your Baby D, no, that's, that's sister, bigger than Big Sister. You have to admit, Second Friday was better than Original Friday. Like, Original Friday, I watched it, like, once, but the Second Friday with, like, Cat Williams being a little pimp person, that yeah. was... But, yeah, we did call you Baby D. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry that you grew fast. You were... <laughs> Technically, you are the little sister bigger than the big sister. And I'm taller than you now. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but, yeah, I will I will admit I've never seen it. I do want to watch it though. Like, don't take my black card. I want to see it. I just I haven't found a place to watch it yet. <laughs> oh. Oh, I love it. They have the bye Felicia, whatchamacallit on here. Um, not knowing how to double dutch or braid cornrows. I don't know how to braid. Our mother know how to braid cornrows. I cannot for the life of me braid cornrows. I can do it. Not that well. Um, and then double dutching, like, I'm sorry. Remember that relay for life crap that we had to do in school and jump rope all day? Fuck a jump rope. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, like, gave me emotional scars. Fuck a jump rope. <laughs> I'm decent at double dutching. I want to get in there probably i feel like if i was shorter maybe i would be better at double touch <laughs> but i'm just like thinking about it now and i'm like i feel like i'm gonna trip on the rope and also i don't have hops like people look at me and they assume that i can play basketball because i'm this fucking tall but i don't have hops y'all like i'm not i'm not good at <laughs> very bad at jumping sorry like I <laughs> so and then as far as braiding cornrows like i can braid fairly well but like, like braid to the scalp or like but like braiding to the scalp not really like no <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie i need practice but like and um sorry <laughs> sorry i can't do cornrows um hating collard greens black eyed peas baked beans and yams hating oh i'm sorry black eyed peas are fucking disgusting i don't eat that shit i'm sorry <laughs> I think black eyed peas, I think the only way I'd eat black eyed peas is if it had bacon and like it was cooked down a little bit. But they're not my favorite bean though. Like of the beans, like I like me a red bean better or like a black bean. Yeah, like I like a black bean as well. But like black eyed peas are just kind of like, mm, they seem like tougher to me. Like they're not as soft. Yeah, you have to like boil it down. I mean, they're okay. They're not, like you said, they're not my first choice bean, but I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, on New like Year's, obligatory, right? You know, yeah, for like luck, rice or something. I love chitlins. I'll eat chitlins. I ain't even. <laughs> okay, okay. The yams. I, sorry, I don't. I don't even like sweet potato pie either. <laughs> yeah, I know it's blackness, but we're more of a pumpkin pie family. <gasps> We've never eaten pumpkin pie in my household. Ever. I, I felt that. I felt that in your soul. Like that. That was a streak. Something died. Something died a little bit in me. I can't believe it. Now I'll say this: like I'm not sweet potato pie is not my favorite like dessert to have on Thanksgiving. But 
like my dad is obsessed with them like and he never wants like a whole pie pie he wants them in a blanket and they call them in a blanket but like <laughs> i did he and he'll be like give me in and i'm like daddy can you please just call it like a like a sweet potato in a blanket or something why we gotta call it why we gotta call it in <laughs> but like oh so they're pretty good when my mom makes them they're pretty good but i understand it's not for everybody but pumpkin pie and i'm gonna i'm gonna move past it before i get upset again um <laughs> not appreciating the artistry of jay-z and beyonce appreciate them uh beyonce not jay-z like shit i i will say that but i think i feel the same way only because i'm not like a fan of rap that much like i don't i appreciate 444 and what he's trying to do and grow as an artist and as a man as a father you don't produce you're not making beats you're just fucking citing poetry like believe it or not even though he's crazy I'm like Kanye I look at him more like an artist because not only can you go ahead and come up with lyrics like you're making your own beats like you're you guys make beats I mean he used to work on Jay-Z and then he said I'm gonna do my own shit do Jesus walks and the rest was history mm-hmm. and yeah. Kardashian ass. but Beyonce I mean I don't think you, anybody will tolerate Beyonce slander no they won't you know even if like I wouldn't call myself a stan, but I would be remiss to say that our Houston queen is not amazing. Like, like just, she's an icon. So sing and dance and she can do like flips and everything without um, losing her voice. So you're thinking her vocal cords are strong. So he doesn't break. She performs in a goddamn bathing suit and some heels. That's right. Listen, give her her props. She's done a lot of training to get there too. That don't just, you don't just wake up being able to do flips and sing at the same time, bitch. You got to practice that shit. Yeah, and I think her dad's like, Brew, like you're going to sing your song and run like a mile, Destiny's Child. Hey. You should say thank you. Thank you. You know what? That's, it's, it's the truth though. Like Matthew, his methods may have seemed harsh, but they get results. And I'll tell you this, band directors do that same shit. <laughs> they do the same shit. They'll make you run suicides. That's what they're called. And then play your instrument. So, <laughs> hey, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Like, <laughs> oh, see that Matthew Knowles is also teaching at TSU and U of H. He's teaching like master's classes on management. Let's see see y'all can hate all you want but that man's gonna get his coin um ha this says enjoying pumpkin spice lattes i I love them (laughs) i can't wait till pumpkin spice season i put them damn fur boots on (laughs) yeah she has uggs and everything (laughs) not some uggs Uggs are fucking comfortable. Okay, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I just, I just don't think they're cute. Like, I'm just kind of like, it's <laughs> the same way. I fall sweaters and fall colors. They, they are. And, and you know that pumpkin spice latte tastes more magical when you wear Uggs. I bet it does. I think it's a chemical reaction in the brain, right? You're like, yes, I, I like this. Because, you know, I got a little fluffy dog. I have myself a latte with my Uggs on. Yeah, she has like Pomeranians and fluffy. She's just a little basic. But I do love pumpkin spice. I actually love fall seasons, the sweaters, the outfits, the colors. I like wearing my boots. 
maybe i just like but like i'll say this i like fall in texas but really it's more like winter because then it's finally not fucking hot but like (laughs) i don't know i'm just like uggs that's the same way i feel about crocs i don't think crocs are cute either and i'll never wear them but i i I will admit that they're comfortable talking about my winter footwear and my indoor house shoes footwear i know right i'm just coming for all your footwear today i'm sorry i just don't think they're maybe like i'll grow out of this phase where i'm like ew bougie like and i'll be like crocs are for life but like right now it's not me <laughs> but people are having tried pumpkin spice latte no oh starbucks came out with another one a nitro blast pumpkin sauce like that like it's pretty fucking great pumpkin spice it's I mean, all right, I'll give it to you. I just, not, not for me. <laughs> um, not supporting Black Panther when it was in theaters. I enjoyed Black Panther. I watched it in theaters. I think I watched it for like Valentine's Day with my partner. Uh, I any movie in theaters because I'm cheap. You'll come to Netflix eventually. LOL. She said, I paid this $8 and some months since every month. So that's what you're getting from me. <laughs> Shout out to my friends that gave me HBO login. Nice. Yay. That I'm going to go ahead and watch any other Marvel movie. <laughs> there you go. I think I saw Black Panther actually twice because I saw it. I feel like I saw it with y'all. Did yeah, I, see I saw like on like the second day it came out and then I think I also saw it again. I think maybe with you. Yeah, I think it was you, me and, and Kiwi. It was at the three yeah. of us, I yeah. think maybe. And then I think I also saw it with my parents because my dad was mad. Like, I think I saw it with y'all and he was all like, oh, why would you go without me? And I was like, first of all, you you shouldn't technically even be kind of watching this film. I'm going to go into a nerd rant because you haven't watched the other MCEU films and um, you don't even know what's going on <laughs> in the universe. So I'm just kidding. I'm about to say I didn't. I was like your dad. I think I might have got drugged to like watch it. And they're like, oh, you're gonna watch the other ones? No, I didn't. Like I didn't watch Endgame, but you know what I did? Watch the Scarlet Witch series. Started yeah, because catching- yeah, remember when you watched it, Stu, you said, man, T is a bitch. Ah! He is. Fuck him. He's a bitch. Killmonger. Killmonger. And- <laughs> she said Killmonger was right, which listen hands down one of the most relatable marvel villains like the also one of the best like i don't think he's a villain he did what needed to be done you sound like a law from legendary <laughs> facts <laughs> uh, law roach everyone um <laughs> of the panel uh well, according to my daughter i'm like mother electra on pope <laughs> get it Tommy Jackson <laughs> oh my god oh okay um thinking love and basketball was just okay love and basketball was cute and then that's all <laughs> they play for love like when you're older now like that came out when I was in high school it was like okay wonderful movie you know they played for love and they got back together and it was great now you're like older and he's like oh this is some toxic shit but okay 
I think like everybody, there was a whole thread going around at one point. They're like, okay, now that we're all like in our twenties and and so on and thirties, let's talk about how love and basketball was a problematic relationship on screen. <laughs> yeah, especially what if you're like the fiance thinking you get married in two weeks and then he played basketball with the guy I'm leaving you for my ex that I dated in, in college and early years. And he shit together no way. He was a house husband. <laughs> some people people want a house husband i will admit though i've I've also not seen love and basketball leave me alone i also haven't found a place to watch it i want to watch it so that i can understand why everybody's all like this relationship is toxic i want to see it but like i don't know where to watch it like they can't push and pull i'm thinking oh you should support me while my dad goes with me like well i have my own shit to deal about i mean i'm trying to get better at my career well you should support my career and you know it also shows a good example of like how each of their parents are like (laughs) one day we just have to commandeer her and have light movie night like no you better watch it i mean probably watch medea films Oh, I I can't do that shit no more. Munchie's an old person. That's her favorite fucking movies. Medea. You know how many times we've done seeing Medea's fucking family reunion and funeral? Oh my god. Yeah, and then it's the stage play. That's the cartoon. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen the cartoon. Medea is so funny. Hello. Medea was supposed to no longer be a character, but then, like, I guess. God, what's that man's name? Tyler Perry. Yeah, Tyler Perry missed the suit too much, and he's like, I'm going to put it back on. (laughs) Well, he's not putting it back on. He's just making cartoons. No, he said, I think I recently heard that, like, he's supposed to be making some other, like, movie with Medea in it. Like, he wants to, even though he said that in 2019 or something, that he was basically, like, the character was going to die. Yeah, Medea's family funeral. Mm-hmm. motherfucker didn't even die because I've seen that movie 45,000 times but like yeah basically he was saying he was going to put the character to rest and he didn't and so it's just kind of like well what was that for what was that for was that all lies <laughs> just lies Tyler I need him to write better scripts that's all that's all I care about yeah all you need is Jesus the end <laughs> like, and a good man save you yeah and a great man yeah Mm-hmm. Except him in your life, because the the woman's always fucked up, all the time, and she gets on boats without any explanation. <laughs> it's always like it's never a man with like a good, excellent job. It's always like a blue collar job. Yeah, like a mechanic. Like I remember there's like the one with like Daddy's Girl with Idris Elba. I think it was a black woman who was a lawyer, top of field, and then she fall for the guy, the single man with like a police record for molestation and like three kids but they get together in the end because it ended up he was falsely accused ah okay that's not real she said that's not real (laughs) okay moving on from tyler perry and his storytelling um another thing that will get your black card revoked is not owning a bonnet to protect your hair at night oh yeah i own one yeah yeah we do that one's easy I will say I don't own a bonnet, but I have silk pillowcases. Leave me alone. Silk pillowcases is fine. Silk pillowcases are fine. Thank you. Okay. 
I, I'm not that crazy. Okay. I just, we have some pillowcases in these house, in this household. Yeah. Well, I have like 20 bonnets, like the big ones when I get my braids and then the small baby ones when I have my braids out. See. I kind of want one though, because everybody be talking about, see, I didn't even know what bonnets were until again, I was like in like high school, college. And I was like, oh, this is a thing that people yeah, do. It's not a bond. It's a helmet of salvation. That's right. Helmet of salvation. I'm so sorry. Let me not misname <laughs> this headwear. Helmet of salvations. Um, something else is saying blasphemous things like hot sauce is useless and kills the flavor of food. <laughs> you alive. <laughs> I don't even think. Um, matter of fact, you can't be from the South. In any other ethnicity, unless you're from Vermont and white. Yes. I mean, I remember working with in a whole lab, like everyone, either some non-white person, everyone in them eats spice. Indian person eats spice. The ashy dude from Iran, he eats spice. Everyone eats spice. My native white passing friend eats spice. So yes, everyone, especially if you're non-white, especially if you're from the South, you must eat spice. Spices, spices. The question isn't hot sauce. It's hot sauce, Tabasco, or chula. That's like still need to visit Tabasco land. Oh, yeah. yeah that's pepper sauce. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm telling people that's pepper sauce. I don't want Tabasco. This family loves their hot sauce. They make their own hot sauce. Yes, we do. Um, Never watching the masterpiece that is set it off. I haven't seen set it off. Oh, it came out when I seen it. Cleo was my dog. She said, when I rob a bank, I'm going to go out like her. Kill me. <laughs> is there an age limit for this blackness test? That's what I'm yeah, saying. I, this is some old people shit. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't have watched those type of movies, but you know. <laughs> when you're at your grandparents' house and you're with your older cousins, you kind of get to do whatever you want to do. That's true. I mean, I remember we watched a South Park movie with our grandparents because our parents were like, okay, we just watched it and we watched it. We edited it from Blockbuster. <laughs> and let us watch it. <laughs> That's right. Did y'all hear? That's how old this conversation is. They said Blockbuster. They don't even fucking exist anymore. <laughs> blockbuster video oh my gosh i will tell you i've never seen set it off <laughs> either so i just there's like a whole list of black movies that i have to watch and i'm like where do i watch them and some of them are old so that's true um never tasting the joy that is macaroni and cheese who's never had macaroni and cheese i mean there's different degrees of macaroni and cheese like for thanksgiving i make oven baked macaroni and cheese mm. the best macaroni and cheese or like the cheap shit that's out of the box either way it goes you still have it that's yes blue block something that's right yes. except i'm actually experimenting with getting like cheese crumbs on like the baked macaroni and cheese mm. if i'm putting that for into it it tastes really good just don't do no vegetables and stuff like that's too much he said don't put i remember somebody did a recipe i don't remember where i don't remember it was food network or like one which one it was but like somebody was making a macaroni and cheese recipe and then they added like like 
was it broccoli like broccoli and like cauliflower or something to it and like it was a commentator so they immediately stopped the tape and they're like oh what the fuck did you just do <laughs> i mean i can understand if you add like meat to it and make like loaded mac and cheese but that's just too much like no, loaded goes with loaded goes with loaded mashed potatoes not mac and cheese that no cheese nigga cheese I'll take like a lobster mac and cheese or like a mac and cheese with maybe bacon bits in it or like something like that. But like when you start putting vegetables, like I didn't ask you for a vegetable. I asked you for a starchy side, damn it. <laughs> yeah, because this is one place in Houston called Henderson and Canes. They have like a meaty mac and cheese where they add brisket into the mac and cheese. And that's really good. Fuck, that sounds so good. This is why Texas is one of the fattest states in America because of shit like this. Just putting fucking brisket and mac and cheese. Oh my God. Yeah, and this is a place in Fort Worth that made it into a sandwich. So, and it on Brio's bread. Uh, oh God, I love Fort Worth. You know what? Texas is full of shit because they kept slaves for an extra like three years, but they have some damn good food. Okay, that's all I'm gonna fucking say. Yeah, we probably made it all. Like, ain't shit else to do. We're still picking cotton and technically in slavery. Let me eat my life away. That's right. I'm not, I don't blame them. Uh, never completing a full episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now, I will say this I've completed several episodes. Of the yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air because I love that show. It's so Ditto. Yes, love Will Smith because I love like him because I remember Men in Black. I watched that film twenty million times. I even love Wild Wild West. I mean, people don't like it, but Wiki Wild, Wiki Wild Wild West, Jim West, Rough Rider. I still love that film. I don't care what anyone says. She's like, I love it. Um, I will tell you, like, the episode where, it, like, they had his dad come still fucks me up to this day. Like, when I see that scene of him doing that whole monologue about how he don't need his daddy, like, I still cry, even though I know what the fuck he's going to say. I'm going to be like, that's right, Willard. I yes, know. Aunt Viv, dark skin. That was me with my mom when she used to lie to me. Be like, I'm going to come get you. Oh, <laughs> And the mom's dark skin on the best on bill with the dance. That's right. She she killed that fucking dance, child. Carlton is a coon. That gave us our first introduction to coonery. Coonery. Yeah, you know what? He would have been a great black Republican. You he, I think so he is. Oh yeah, Alfonso. Damn. Oh, Alfonso. Sorry, sorry. Well, he's not one of us. Never mind. He's Hispanic. Y'all can have him. You show fucking right. You ain't black. You're Hispanic. Okay. Well, because I think also the little sister, Ashley, Tatiana Ali, I think her family like from the Caribbean too. Yeah, she tried to have a singing career too. She had like one song. Yeah. I she mean, didn't she, have that voice. It's kind of sad. I think it's, you know, they're always going to be Ashley Banks. Yeah. At Hillary being the dumb sister look good yeah the bougie older sister i mean yeah when you think about that stuff when you're on long-running shows at all maybe that's why people will try to get written off of stuff because they're like nah like i will never get another role but is that only a black person thing because i'm thinking now like i said that and then i was like kaylee kuoko 
like the girl who played uh the hot neighbor on a uh, big bang theory like she's in a lot of shit now like she's the star of harley quinn like she's yeah, I, I think if you stay with acting it's easy to do you just can't go from acting to music like no like jada she actually has a good voice but not big sure actress don't nobody want to hear you that's true i didn't know she was in a metal band until they did that mother's day episode and i was like you were in a band bitch <laughs> i was just thinking your whole entire life was reminiscing about getting fucked by tupac but no she also had a metal band that's crazy oh my goodness i was gonna do this other list but mm, i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to well in that case Ooh, we win <laughs> yeah we win i mean i feel like i didn't win because like i said no to a lot of that stuff but i'm still black even though y'all want to argue with me about it a lot on the internet yeah, you're, for some reason. you're some type of hispanic i listen being this racially ambiguous has its perks sometimes but also it's dropbacks <laughs> okay <laughs> like as in black people will argue with me about my race even though i'm like you can't you're not me you can't argue with me about me like that don't make no sense <laughs> light skins exist we exist oh my goodness oops i think i'm froze no <laughs> no come oh back my God. What do you mean? What do you mix with? Uh, nigger, nigger. Um, <laughs> no, no. What parent is white? None. Sometimes I let them just think it. It, it really throws them off too because the way I speak and like the stuff I like. Like they had pumpkin spice stuff in my office and my black principal's like, no black person eats it. I didn't know she said that before I came. And I was like, ooh, yay, pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> she just set yourself oh, up. White oh my god oh, i'm really black like blackly black black yes but... people mistake me for white for my voice yep i get i love it when people like who speak spanish come up to me and just speak straight spanish at me and i'll just be like i mean i understand you like i'll let them finish and be like i understood what you said but i can't say anything back to you in your native tongue uh so like <laughs> you want to know where the restroom is it's that way uh, take a right gracias the dominican sister right i get actually i get puerto rican a lot mm. a lot a lot but that's just goes to show you children uh there's no defining way to be black yes there's a lot of intersecting identities especially like afro latinos and latinas or latinx because mm-hmm. i know latinos and latinas hate latinx outside of academia yes yes they do but oh i think stewie's frozen but in conclusion (laughs) oh no she's gone no No, come back stewie stewie come back (laughs) you can blame it i think i froze at some point during this so i missed part of what y'all were talking about and i'm mad because it sounded like it was funny um but i think we're gonna wrap it up 
for today it's like 9 44 at night and we're old people so like we're elderly on the inside and so and tomorrow's father's day so i don't know about y'all's plans but i have to go and cook i might cook um because rich was about to make some deviled eggs but i know my father i'm not sure how long he's gonna be in the hospital because um because i know for a while he probably can't eat solid food so i might just make some soup for him Mm. well we're sending out good vibes and prayers for those who pray to belmar's daddy for his health um yeah i i hated to hear it um yes everybody tell a black person thank you and tell your daddies thank you yes and also learn more about different types of communities the black community on juneteenth how we got so far specifically american black mm-hmm. as to we emphasize and also learn about the lbgt community since it is pride month also caribbean american months as well i'm not sure why they couldn't give us another month but it's fine a lot of people have intersecting identities and important to learn about them that's right yeah so uh hug a black gay daddy <laughs> <laughs> just hug him <laughs> and say thank you for all your- <laughs> yes oh my gosh um and uh oh what are our closing messages again keep wearing your masks get your vaccine uh, vaccines be nice to one each other like each other like please don't just lie especially like in the times I, i'm gonna say to all my people who are trying to find love right now like good fucking luck child because me too i'm also having trouble but like please don't like decrease our faith in humanity any more than it already has been in this past year for americans please be honest with each other about your vaccination status and whether or not you even believe in it so that we don't have to waste time like yes it's stupid because i mean i guess i can understand with the vaccine rolled out pretty quickly for everyone's comfort they may not be so sure about that but i'm i assure you probably look at the cdc we've got other sources um but make sure you protect yourself exactly um but yeah that's gonna wrap up our little show uh we will see y'all next time uh let's give a hand to stewie thanks for coming We always enjoy you, our local historian, for educating on us. And always, every time I learn about history from her, it's always a new fact that I learn. Exactly. She teaches me every time she comes on this show. Let me tell you something. Every interaction I have with Stewie, I learn something new. So, I mean, if you have someone in like that in your life, like, like talk to them. Like, I, I think people kind of undervalue history a lot because they're like, it's boring. But if you have somebody like Stewie, like explaining history to you, child. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun so yeah like learn your history people because as they say if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it so yeah learn your family history too exactly learn your family history too that's just important for you to also break generational curses because even though y'all think that's some woo woo shit like it's also kind of real like yeah but anyway i think we're done right yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, lady underscore blurred 94 on Instagram or Belinda Mars underscore Mars on Snapchat. I really don't post much besides like selfies and food I cook. So I'll post some grilled watermelon that I made. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It looked very good. Yeah. Um, 
I'm Nikki Alley Muse as per usual. I'm also Nikki Alley G. I keep forgetting that. Uh, so it's Nikki Alley Muse on Instagram. It's Nikki Alley G on Twitter, even though I, I don't know why they're different. I need to change one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like follow me. Like I'll be posting up clips from now from now on like from our episodes to entice you bitches so like that you will click on the episode and actually listen so <laughs> we can have more than seven people <laughs> um but yeah like stay safe hoes yes yeah, stay safe we'll see you next time Bye bye